You motherfuckers can kiss my ass and bark at the hole. Welcome back to the greatest show on earth about nothing. We would like to thank our episode sponsor today, Red Label Abrasives. Their abrasives are the best in the game, hands down. Proudly produced in Michigan, they also offer free shipping on all U.S. orders. Right now, Red Label Abrasives is going to give you 15% off just for subscribing to their newsletter. Or you can get 15% off for leaving a photo review on their website. So essentially, you can get 15% off discount every time you order just by leaving a review. Check them out at redlabelabrasives.com or on Instagram at red.label.abrasives. Their customer service is unmatched and their turnaround time is insane. So go get your free discount and go get your free shipping right now. Red Label Abrasives. I am Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host, Roy the Psychopath Scott. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast, and we have with us today everybody's favorite cowboy, Mr. Benjamin Schnoor. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> what, what's what's going on? How's it going, motherfucker head? Good. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to. Is that, that me or is that, that be either one of us? Yeah. Well, that could be either one of that's, us. But... That's fair. I was talking about Ben. I was talking about Ben. It's been a while since uh, I've seen that big, uh, big sexy mustache of his. Oh, things are going pretty good. Just uh, making hammers, doing ranch work, and just fixing broken shit or trying to get other people to fix broken shit. Just same old did shit. We, did we blow any tires this week? I've got a flat on the ranch truck my uh, work truck but it doesn't really matter uh, because the engine is broken too <laughs> <laughs> straight fucked so you guys, straight you guys fucked. I've, I've been waiting a month for a hundred dollar part oh my Jesus. god that's what that's what you get for living out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> so you guys may be wondering why ben is on here we're not going to interview him we are just going to have a good time and talk like three guys would be in the shop normally Seriously, so Ben's be our, like, yeah, we love having Ben on. Ben's great on podcasts, and uh, yeah, there you go. Hey, and you. Remember, remember, remember <laughs> this: we put you on the fucking map way back when, whenever Chris gave you the very first shout out. Then you went on the freaking podcast tour. Now, now he's now on it. Now you're getting. Now we're getting fucking sloppy seconds going. He's on. Coming, coming, coming back to my roots. <laughs> he's coming back to his roots. <laughs> oh. So how's uh how's the world of Texas? Are you guys like in uh you know it's been pretty good other than all this fucking smoke from California. Everybody's allergies have just been horrible. Uh makes for really badass sunsets, but other than that, yeah. Weather's been nice, no rain, but that's kind of par for the course. Yeah. I've been uh, kind of I, I don't know how I feel about that. They're saying that that smoke is all the way over here on the East Coast and that's what's making the sky all hate. I don't know. I don't know. No, it, it it is. Yeah, because it looks like it looks like that here. Are you getting the uh, the real red sun at sunset? Yeah. yeah. Whenever weird. I was driving back from Montana, I got here and I and it smelled smokier here than it did out there, which is really freaking weird. It never smells like smoke here in Kentucky ever. Huh. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, that's weird. What's up, um, Roy? What have you been doing? I see you've been working on some black ravens. Yeah, um, 
uh, Whiskey River Brandon, he and I got a couple projects going on. Um, he's actually given that Black Raven. I just posted it today. He's given that fucking Black Raven away. Um, awesome. Yeah, that is badass. A- it looks like you could throw that thing. Yeah, um, I 100% agree. Okay, Into a metal plate. Oh, God, you're stupid. <laughs> you're so stupid. Or, or if me and Ben, if me or Ben win it, we could forge it can... into something cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just I'm forge it into you're... something better than an axe. <laughs> you're a blasphemous idiot. Good Are there God. any Black Raven hammers out there? Because that, that could be the first. There you go. That's what we need. No, there's not. And... um. What's, it's, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I had this idea of because um, I, I come across a whole bunch of shitty axes all the time, but they've got really good stamps, really good etches. Um, I thought about just taking my grinder, like an angle grinder, and cutting off the stamp or the etch and doing something really cool with it. I mean, the easy, easy thing to do would make a belt buckle out of it or something. Yeah. Um, but it'd be like totally sacrilege in the axe community. They'd just fucking lose their goddamn mind or something. But get, give nobody, it to me. Nobody I'll, I'll cares. What, nobody cares what they think. No doubt. Nobody cares. Give it to me. I'll gladly <laughs> cut it off. You all are the biggest fucking assholes ever. <laughs> so you got back from Montana, right to work. I see. You didn't stop. It's going like a maniac. I am. Um, I, uh, I did Been that. Doing a bunch of laminates. Yeah, I did one. Um, I did one. Just finished it. Finished the sheath of it today. That freaking red Paduke. Oh my god, it is so freaking gorgeous. It is so deep red. It's so vibrant. Um, Where does Paduke come from? I was gonna ask. Uh, I don't know. Somewhere. <laughs> <else. laughs> Mr. Fucking Geography here doesn't know where his wood comes from. I would suspect South America, um, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, If only there was a website we could ask questions of it and it would give us an answer. Seriously. So um, I've seen a lot of woodworkers use it um, just because it contrasts with light wood like maple or hickory or ash or whatever really, really well. And I, I thought... Okay. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> Listen to this. African Paduke is Paduke. It is sometimes mispronounced Paducah, a city in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it says for the definition. That's hilarious. God, Paducah's on the map. What a, <laughs> just what a start, shithole. Just, just start telling them that's where Paducah Wood comes yeah. from. Paducah, <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> but it's Every- actually really easy to machine, and it was really easy to draw knife. I, I, I put a draw knife video up um, a couple days ago, and just chips were fucking slinging off. Wait, was- you do draw knife videos? Uh, occasionally, here and there. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I, I got an idea for you. Maybe sometime you could give like the oiling of your axe process. Do a video like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I wonder. How, I wonder. Maybe how like well, maybe specifically right on the eye. Right on the eye would be a great idea. I wonder that if that would, would go over well. I, I don't know. Would, I, don't, I wonder if my followers would be receptive I, to that. I, I, <laughs> I highly doubt it. <laughs> oh shit. Draw but, uh, knifing and oiling. Yeah. 
and I don't. Uh, uh, one of you idiots uh, who pulled that up, um, Chris. Um, yeah. Does it say anything about the specific smell of the wood while it's being machined? Because it has a really nutty smell, which is weird. I know well, you're. I know you're. You love the smell of nutties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that nutty wood. Most pieces in grain, route resistance, workability, odor. Paduk has a faint, pleasing scent while being worked. Pleasing. Especially if you like the smell of nut. Maybe we can get some Paduk candles made. Might be an untapped market. God. Will someone else please talk? Ben, what's up with you? You still in Hammerland? Oh, hell, like I said. Yeah, Hammerland, kind of gearing up, trying to figure out the process to uh, get in bottle opener land, get it, tap into your market. Don't do that. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. All you fucking get, black smiths, get stuck all y'all make hell. are fucking bottle openers. Bottle Look, openers, bottle openers. We're going to come up you with know, a... You're, dude, that's, you're that's completely you... right, and I don't understand it. Who, who the hell well, has that many bottle caps that don't twist off? Well, it's just like uh, well, that, you just Jeff drink was, shit beer. Just like Jeff was saying, we got to come up with something that's uh, all right. more utilitarian. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of freaking people that drink beer and they need bottle openers, and that's what they. That's what they like yeah, to, you know, I get uh, it. Buy uh, I only use a bottle opener for Topo Chico. What is what? that? Carbonate that carbonated water. Blech. Oh yep. my god! It's disgusting. It's delicious. I don't, how, I don't see how people drink that shit. I think that's I, a Texas I, thing too, with, with lots of belching. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, how we drink it. I did see in Kroger the other day that now Coors has a fucking hard seltzer. Like every fucking company has one of these hard seltzers. Hipsters, man, gotta tap god. into that hipster market. Jesus, I thought it was girl. I thought it was the co- like the college girl market. Well, aren't they the same thing? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. Just about. Yeah. I don't know. What it, no, dude, like, listen. Uh, I have I have talked to a lot of guys um, yeah. that would be embarrassed to say that they drink them. And here's why they drink them. They're 100 calories, and they're 5%. So uh, it's the same. don't get that beer belly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same pot- potency of uh, shit beer like fucking Ben drinks that Coors Whatever, what what is that Coors I banquet seen, uh, or whatever? I seen you left some of your um, the original, the original. I seen you Coors. left some of your white claw empties over there at uh, Dos Pistolas uh, shop oh, at one day, <laughs> <laughs> and that he was, was crushing funny. them under his press. That know, was fucking funny. You know, you like the, raspberry the white claw. Too, I'd rather not drink beer or not get drunk than drink something like that. It's you got to have something that tastes good. Of course, Roy yeah. disagrees with what I'm saying because of what I drink. But <laughs> you know what? Right. I, I've never had a Coors. Um, I don't. I have no idea what it tastes like. So I, I know I'm giving you shit just because it's such a generic beer. It Welcome to the like shit ne- beer podcast. Nectar of God. <laughs> the Jesus nectar of Christ. God. Whenever I get, whenever I go to a Mexican joint, I do get Dos Equis Amber on draft if they have it, and it's. I mean, it's just kind of like a, a tasteless good beer that goes with tacos really well. Maybe Coors falls into that category too. I don't know. That sounds disgusting. That was a I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. What have you been doing, Chris? Yeah, really. Tell, talk about this tool. Talk Traveling. about this tool shit. This tool shit. <laughs> how, how was the shitty show last weekend? 
It was, or it just was, it was slow. It was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. It was a lot of driving. And, uh, you know, I got a hotel prior to going up there, so I was kind of committed to stay. But it has amazing potential. The property was it was 600 acres, so it was a big, giant park property. It was pretty cool. Plenty of room to spread out and, like, set up and everything. But All right, so was, you got 600 acres, and everybody's set up on five acres. Yeah. What do you do with the other 595 acres? The guy that ran you the whole thing. You go around? The guy that ran the whole thing brought a 1,000cc razor and was giving people rides. Oh, around my God. Yeah, and I realized how old I'm getting because I got in there, and he got into about third gear, and I started – I wanted to scream like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. We, we were fl- – those things are insane. It was one of the sport quads. It wasn't like the utility thing. It was one of the yeah. sport side-by-sides. And it was the thousand cc turbocharged one, and that turbocharged. That thing scared the shit out of me, and he took me for a ride. Oh yeah, it was insane. And I used to ride four wheelers all the time, like sport quads all the time. So I was used to going fast, but that was years ago. And now, now I'm clearly getting old because the faster he went, the more scared I became. (laughs) And I'm like, I am really far from home. If we roll this thing, oh my god. So, so yeah, whenever you got up did. out of the seat, there was a big hole in it right there. Oh, yeah, but, well, but. yeah. It was a, it was a, it a quick ride, but it was it was enough for me. I was like, let's turn around and go was back. It be, was it because it was so top-heavy because your big old head? Oh, That's my right. God, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. You know, what's, you know what's funny about the big head jokes? Is yeah. Ben was number one to say Roy needs to come up with some new material. And here he come is. On. Fuck come on. It's so easy. Though. It's so easy. <laughs> Yeah, it is. So uh, the show only had about maybe 15 vendors set up. And then towards the I, I stay, I went Friday. The show started Thursday. Apparently, a bunch of guys came in Thursday and bought a bunch of stuff. But there was people that flew from Washington State. There was people there from California. Oh, there was wow. people there from Florida. There was a group of guys from a shop called Wasatch Forge that came out from Utah. It took them two days to drive there, four of them in a um, – quad cab pickup with all their tools and everything so they put on a pretty good show and they were doing some teaching for the younger people and uh there were some demonstrators out there big blue was out there coal ironworks was out there both of them had their presses and so dial us in what what the fuck are you talking about i know you went somewhere i didn't know that so this was uh oh the the event remember ohio i told you uh, yeah that, that you went to last year, that got canceled. So this was right. a replacement for it. This would oh, have been yeah. the same. Uh, this past weekend would have been the same weekend as SOFA. So these guys in PA kind of threw this thing together in the last month or two to see what the turnaround would be. And then Saturday, uh, a bunch of people came out, but the, the vendors were still the same. I bought a couple unusual items, and uh, there, but it was just the run-of-the-mill stuff like anvils, and I bought you some stupid axes, and... It was hey, just vices, and uh, but it wasn't nothing like Ohio. But but it, like I said, it does have great potential, and good on them for throwing something together because everything else got shit canceled. So, so do you think this is something that'll become a yearly thing, or is this yeah. a one time deal just because Sofa was canceled? No, so he actually he's not going to do it in September. He was just doing it in light of Sofa being canceled, but um, he wants to do it in June every year, and it's right. Uh, it's like northeast of Pittsburgh. So it's like it's in um, right outside of Poxitani where they do the 
where they do the groundhog thing every year Punch in Pennsylvania. Phil. Yep, yep. So um, it was a cool piece of property, and the, it's beautiful up there. If you've never been to like Northern PA, it's pretty pretty awesome. But man, it got freaking cold. Saturday night was thirty degrees, freeze, everything froze up. There we go. And I was like, damn, wintertime is coming. So, so listen, for everyone listening out there, if you plan on having an event anytime June, July, or August, it's a really bad idea. It's so fucking it's hot. Too hot. Yeah, it's too it's hot. Yeah, it's too hot, man. Too it's hot. too hot. There's mosquitoes, all that kind of shit. No, yeah. I agree. No, no, it's awful. And yep. then you got freaking Chris walking around with fucking swamp ass all the time. Which, <laughs> <What> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm a I'm a huge shorts fan, and my buddy that went with me is like, man, you didn't bring any jeans. I'm like, dude, I'm freaking. I get hot, and then we woke up the next morning, it was 30 degrees, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, I bet you wish you had jeans now, don't you? I'm like, God damn it. Did so, he say that as he was opening his tin up? Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you no, want no, no. to warm up over here? We stayed in a uh, we stayed in a hotel, so we were Classy. we were yeah yeah a lot of other guys camped out there and like just straight up hammocks and shit and and tents and I'm like, yeah i was like yeah i'm glad we paid 80 bucks for a holiday at express <laughs> it's nice and freaking warm in here but yeah and then i came back for a day and uh got some sleep because that was it was a lot a lot of driving uh oh went out to center for metal arts hung out with pat and dan they took me on a tour and i fell in love with that freaking amazing chambersburg hammer they have there and so that's a like a two-person operating hammer or something like that so yeah he's got it set up like that because it uh basically mimics their 3000 <laughs> i think it's three thank you ben yeah you, you can you can hit mute on the fucking thing god uh, it, it all happened too quick i tried to move the microphone away i'm sorry so yeah it yeah. mimics their uh 3000 pound chambersburg so yeah he's running it like that it does have the ability to uh have a treadle on it but it was very I, i'm very awkward every time i go there because being in somebody else's shop working is just like strange unless you're there for a couple of days or something mm -hmm. you get used to everything but walking up to a power hammer with no treadle is bizarre and, now, and especially do they, keep it, uh, they keep it that way just for the novelty of having it a, a two-man hammer no they're keeping it like that so he can better learn how to work the three thousand. Because the 3000 works that way. So okay. it's very jarring to set something under there and then have, like, that thing has the re most ridiculous response, Ben. I mean, when he hit that lever, that freaking head was flying, man. It was snappy, yeah. and it was, and it had, like, single blow mode, and he could use it, like, reciprocating, and it was pretty crazy. And then, uh, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You're a freaking toddler. You are like, it's like having a child on the podcast. I don't know. I don't know what you're it's talking like about. A 13 year old boy. <laughs> so he runs it on, uh, he's got a seven and a half horsepower compressor, which is like severely underpowered. He knows that, but that's all they have right now. They're God. getting a bigger compressor and, uh, they have a thousand gallon tank, but those dudes are just so. Gracious with their time, and anytime I'm in the area, they're like, "Yeah, come on over, let's hang out, and you know, makes or just like mess with things." And we haven't really. I told them next time I come up, I actually want to work on a project because I'm only there for like an hour or two, and then I got to get back on the road and do something. But you're no, there was... just long enough to make a big piece of smaller. Yeah, exactly. He had some scrap stuff. He's like, "You need to upset that thing." I'm like, "All right, let's do it." So that's what we did, and just upset a big chunk of like. 
two and a half square, but it was fun. And then uh, came back home for a day, slept, and went right back on the road at six o'clock next morning and went to Virginia and picked up a hellacious load of tools. That was awesome. Yeah, so, so talk about you had you picked up a whole bunch of vices. Well, a whole bunch. You several big vices, yeah, and then you yeah. got that weird looking thing that you were hanging on. Was that a hammer or what? what no, that's a that's like an old uh, hand crank crane, like a shop crane that would have been in. Like, ah, yeah, okay. think of like I'm, a modern day engine lift, but all yeah. cast iron, all ornate and super well, cool looking. I barely yeah. pay attention to your posts, so I just. Well, I. I unfollowed you weeks ago, so that's smart. <laughs> yeah, you and Ben both, <laughs> <laughs> like an '86 dust. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. And then tomorrow I leave. Uh, I went to Virginia, got back, got that big load from that guy. He um, <laughs> copied. He. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. There it is. <laughs> there it is, gentlemen. Um. <laughs> He, I don't know what uh, you're talking about. Collects things from a scrapyard, and all these years he's been going to the scrapyard right up the street from his house. And he just gets there's like no rhyme or reason to what he brings home. If it's metal, he just like grabs it. So I got all this stuff for like a little bit of nothing, like uh, scrap prices. And me and my buddy Mike and my wife went with me, and we loaded up all this crazy crap and brought it back home. She went with you? Yeah, man. That never a, happened. It was really? a Sunday. It was a Sunday, and okay. it wasn't that far out of the way. So we went up I'm there. I'm surprised that she was staying a truck that long with you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And then uh, yeah. I bet you were farting the whole way. No, I had to get some. Uh, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. Got some true. orders and shit done that needed to be done. The, the what's today? Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. I did that, and then. Uh, loaded back up and I have a trailer on the back of my truck right now and I'm heading to nine and a half hours to New Hampshire tomorrow. Jeez Louise. No shit. <sighs> yeah. You get, are you going to go stop by Jesse's or? Um, no, because I'm going a lot further east than that. I'm going like okay. the furthest, the furthest east you can go until you run into the river or run into the ocean, <laughs> the river. Okay. Geography. That is yeah. not your strong suit. So, Jesus. Going there, picking up a power hammer and um kind of hammer. This is a uh Matt is getting a Bradley health hammer, a 50-pound Bradley really? health hammer. Yeah. Pretty interesting piece. And it came out of an old industrial iron worker like shop, like railroad shop. And they always literally this thing has been in storage for I don't know the last 30, 40 years, and the guy is, I talked to him this evening, and he says he's going to give me the whole story of the deal with this hammer and how they meant to restore it years and years ago and never did, and it's just been sitting in storage ever since. Uh, I and, got two uh, questions on this. Yeah. So I tells you, I'm going to give you the whole story. Do you just hang your head right then and say, God damn it, I got to listen to you? No, 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 <laughs> because, uh, so apparently. I don't, I don't care, just give me the hammer. No, apparently what we do is like moving nuts and bolts around. This guy puts up bridges and railroad bridges and stuff like like big giant industrial stuff. So I am super pumped to go see his shop. And um, apparently this hammer is like a toy to them. So okay, whatever that well, means. The, the so. question 
Yeah. You've got a 50-pound little giant. You've yep. nearly got a 100-pound little giant. And you've yep. got that Anyang, was it 165? Yep. Why do you want, or does, does Matt want, a 50-pound Helvhammer? Of all to have a Helvhammer. Uh, you know what a Helvhammer is, Roy? No. You see my, you see the look on my face? <laughs> It's got an arm that goes like this, and so it doesn't just hit straight up and down. It it goes like a chopping motion. Yeah. Okay. It's I, like, is that is that bad? That's not good. It's old. It's like it's not a, it's not ideal. It's like turn the there's a re- yeah. There's a reason nobody uses them. <laughs> you, want me, you want me to tell you the real reason we're going to get it? It's probably it's dirt cheap. cheap. Because it's dirt ass cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. Worth less than the gas that you're putting in the truck to get there and back. Yep. It's <laughs> damn near close to that. <laughs> so, That's fair. I'd all probably right. do it too. We're yep. doing that yep, and uh, driving back, and we're going to stop for the night in New York, which is going to be pretty exciting. I don't want to say anything about it yet because this is getting released tomorrow. Tomorrow, Roy? Probably. This, yeah. is, this is Tuesday. Oh, no, wait. It'll probably get released Thursday, won't it? But then you... It doesn't, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter! But, doesn't yeah. Matter. We're, I'm going to stop at a buddy's place, and we're going to hang out there for the night and uh, come back home. And I'm home for literally 10 hours. And then I unload all that, and I go back up to New York for another power hammer. <laughs> so, At least yeah. you're getting the hammers. Yeah. So, so talk to me because early this year, I mean, you completely transitioned out of tools and building the shop and Ilya and Matt and everything, and that was taken off. So how, how do you feel about getting back into tools and your schedule? Like your schedule seems hectic as all hell. Yeah. I mean, just like, what, like, what do you think about all this? I think it's okay. I mean, as long as I get back and take a break for like, and when I, say take a break like literally take a day and do nothing mm-hmm. i'm fine with it it's a little stressful right before everything's getting ready to happen like this week is this week is going to be pure insanity and then um basically we're gearing up because the first weekend of october we're having a big tool sale here october 3rd and 4th i think which is a saturday and sunday and we're going to try and fingers crossed we're going to get the building done and have all these so tools you- laid out for Everybody's so you're just fast and furious trying to snatch up all this equipment and tools and stuff for the sale at your place. Is that correct? Or well, do you have the, potential buyers for some of the other equipment that you're getting? Yes. Yes. The okay. second I have potential buyers for uh, the equipment that I'm getting. And there's also, I mean, these, these are deals that I would get regardless of the tool sale. The reason we're having the tool sales because I have too much shit here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's fair that's why and all the events being canceled this year usually i was taking trailers to like blacksmith days was like a three-day event i'd go to ohio which would have been this past weekend and take stuff and none of that stuff happens so i have all this inventory more or less that needs to go into people's shops so yeah i'm gonna announce so it many on- good things aren't happening yeah i'm gonna announce it on instagram though like uh probably next week Looking at the calendar. Yeah, next week. And uh, hopefully we can, like, super massive crunch in the next two weeks to get stuff done. And then I'll be home for a week, and then I go back up to New York again. So so why – can you say why you're going back and forth to New York so frequently? Uh, it's just where shit happens to line up and fall. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. There's, I met a, there's no way to con- consolidate all these trips. Hell no. <laughs> if I had like a tractor trailer, yeah. But no, there's Get, just I met I met a guy. It was just happenstance that I met this guy at that Pennsylvania show, and he's like, "Oh, I live up in New York," and I'm like, "Of course you do. Of course you." Do. <laughs> so he we started talking about tools, and uh, he said that he has a huge selection of tools and all he's into is antiques i have this power hammer i have this power hammer i have this anvil i have this forge i have this and i'm not doing anything with it it's all sitting in storage and he just wants to unload it yeah yeah come on up let's make it boy that's a rare find yeah yep and i'm like he was a super nice guy he actually his name's steve and he uh follows me on instagram and i i've never talked to him a day in my life and he was like you're chris from mount philip metalworks and we started talking, and he's like, I got this and this and this and this, because he knew I was a buyer. So, well, you're a big deal. It's, shut the hell up. I'm going to go. Now, that, the hammers, are they in, like, using condition now? So, the one is a. <laughs> Here it uh, comes. Let's one go. Is, one is yes, and one is not. So, it'll be like what's a. The, what's the one that is? What are both of them? Oh, he's not oh, he's <laughs> you dirty bastard just tell me find out soon enough by the weekend oh god the suspense is totally killing I can't, me I can't, I can't, I can't let the deals dick. i can't let the deals go away and let the deals go away there's been a bunch of uh giant anvils for sale lately around me too which is like crazy really yeah like there's there's two 515 pounders dying some guy sent me a 400 and something pounder this morning and uh so I yeah. talked to you several months ago. I don't know how long it was. Oh, to but, me? Yeah. What the hell? We talk I said like I, every day. Well, I, this, like, <laughs> listen, like let me fucking finish. I'm going to remember that conversation. Let me fucking finish, you fat head. So we were talking uh, several months ago, and I was like, it seems like the price of anvils have leveled off or have come down. And you're like, no, you're fucking stupid. They haven't. Did but. Yes. <laughs> I call Listen. you stupid like four times a week. You think I'm going to yeah. remember months ago? So um, I always get on Marketplace like first thing in the morning when I'm drinking coffee and eating my cereal. And it, you know, this you, stupid. You are a child. You are a man child. <laughs> Do you eat Lucky Charms? Like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> what grown ass man <laughs> sits and eats cereal still? <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for cereal. <laughs> you're an, you're an I, idiot. I got shit to do. Anyway, go oh. ahead. Anvil prices. Uh, um, it seems like they're fairly reasonable around here right now. I mean, like five or six hundred dollars for, I don't know, a couple hundred pound anvil that looks to be in pretty good shape. I mean, you would know better in the condition than me, but I thought that they were just like going through the roof and through the roof, but. I mean, they seem pretty reasonable right now. I mean, is that what? What do you? Where are the prices on anvils right now? They're, they haven't moved in a while. They've okay. they've probably been. This year has been pretty steady. There's not, uh, you know, the really really nice stuff is still bringing big bucks, and the mediocre stuff is still bringing the normal prices. That it, it um, also just depends on where you're at because prices around here are way higher. Like if you're looking on marketplace or Craigslist or something. They're way higher around where I am than like Chris. The East yeah. Coast is where to get yeah. handles. Yeah, there's a lot uh, up here. Your your prices are high because things are scarce around there. Exactly. Yeah. 
Well, there's also a couple of guys down there that are dealing in anvils pretty heavily, too. I would think that they're trying to snatch it. I don't know any fucking names. Terry and Andrew, and then, uh, what's his name, Scout. Yep. And some of those guys are more reasonably priced than others of those guys. Mm-hmm. And I will leave it at that. <laughs> a, a man of few but pointed words. <laughs> no, we've talked about uh, Terry on the podcast before, Roy. Estes, Forged and Fabricate. The guy that does like the vice stands and all that stuff. I went and uh, hung uh, out. The, Go ahead, ben. the striking anvils with the vices attached. Yes. Yeah. Those are cool. Terry's a good dude. He's have you, new. Bought, have, I got you that. have you bought one from him yet? Yeah, I got that uh, 627 pound double horn reffling house from him. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that little anvil you bought from him. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Oh, man. I still got to get this little giant off the ground, too. That thing is like, ugh. I got all my parts back from the machinists, and uh, I still got to do some more stuff to it. Uh, you know, you're you're so much different than I am. If I had received all my parts and all I had to do was assemble it, I would put off everything else. I can't. There's too much going I on, would. man. I would. I would fuck off everything I had to do, and I would assemble it. And I would mash one piece of steel, and then I'd go do everything else I had to do. Right. Hell, I, I might just mash a board. Just something. I've seen you do I that I would before. just have to see it run. <laughs> I got too much other stuff going on to worry about that. Plus, that's just going to be like a... It's gonna, so it's, important. I, we have two other hammers in the shop. We don't need another one right now. Right now, we don't so, need one. So, do you... Do you trust Matt and your family to a point where you trust those knuckleheads alone in your shop for an extended period of time? No. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Uh, there was hesitation. That means fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> oh, shit. The one time there was an issue, I just happened to pull in the driveway and I wanted to murder both of them. Wait, but, wait. No, what, was, what was this issue? Uh. There may or may not have been a fire behind the shop that oh nobody knew about. <laughs> Jesus. Luckily, luckily, it was outside on the gravel, like not in a building or anything. So, How did that Somebody... happen? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows how <laughs> random fire. There are <laughs> yeah. only two idiots there. Yep. I don't know. Must have been him. I don't know. Must have been him. You fucking kidding me? Wait, were you here? Were you here? Did you have no. the conversation? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was like exactly what that was exact conversation right there. God. Yep. You fucking kidding me? Seriously? Just a random fire. Was there like was there oil or gas? Or no, no, no. We were planing wood and uh um, you you don't have a planer. Ilya bought one, and he had to use it that day for what you, reason. I have no idea. Don't because even ask when you what, get it because you, when you buy a new tool, you have yeah, to use it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And guess where the tool's at since that day, sitting on the shelf and hasn't been picked up yet. <laughs> it's a, it's a handheld planer. I should have said that it was a handheld planer. Uh, yeah. Um, so he's got this mountain of wood shavings back there, and then somehow they just happened to catch on fire. They just but it spontaneously combust. Yep, it wasn't a big fire. It was a small fire, so it wasn't that big a deal, but it was. Were they, were they so. soaked and saturated in linseed oil? Because that could happen. No, not at all, no. This literally, like, it happened all within, like, less than an hour. 
Was there someone so, out there with a magnifying glass trying to knows? kill ants? <laughs> who knows? Roy, you've been picking anything since you've been back or found anything good? No, he's been telling me to buy everything for him. Uh, <laughs> I, got oh, mother... these, I got all no. these axes sitting in the back of my truck right Listen, now. Listen, motherfucker, hey, you sent that me was? that picture. You that sent was? me that picture of 13 yeah. axes, and I was like, I only want two. And then he comes back like uh, like two hours later and was like, I'm just going to buy all of them. And I was like, I don't need or want all of them. I, did, I, I didn't just... buy them all. I didn't buy them all. You didn't? Okay. No, I didn't. I just bought the two. And then the following day when I went up to Virginia, that guy I bought had all the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bought all the rest of them and sold them to the other axe guy. No. Um, the following day I was up there and the guy was telling me a dollar for axe heads. So I just started buying. Really? Yeah. I mean, See, well, no, I'm sorry. I said. Did I say a dollar? I meant fifteen dollars. Yeah, okay. For <laughs> <laughs> no, but one of those double bits I sent you because he had like some brand. New, I mean, they were rusty, but he had like brand new looking bits on them and stuff. That one yeah. double bit looks freaking pristine, man. Like you didn't send me those pictures of those. Yeah, yeah, they were sitting on a white table. No, you didn't send me that. Oh, I thought I did. No. Let me see. Let me see if I can find you in my phone. This makes this makes for great radio. Dumb. So so fuck, to an, so to answer your axe. question. Stop. Yes, I did. You I said got you more stupid axes today, <laughs> <laughs> and you responded back. Yeah, but anyway. Oh, that was on a blue table. It's white, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. See that double so, bit on the bottom though? Is that anything? Because it's like <laughs> brand freaking new. That thing was brand new. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> what is it, though? What's that pattern It's called? fine. It, it, whatever. <laughs> it, whatever. Is it just a double bit? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a Western pattern. Um, I'm more interested in the one above that. It looks like uh, a Man-Era Collins beveled commander. That, that's exactly mm-hmm. what my buddy Kevin, Look, axe, my axe guy that I know locally, that's exactly what he said it was, actually. Really? He knew it. Yeah, as soon as I pulled it out of my truck, he goes, oh, this is a blah, 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 Collins. I was like, you sound just like freaking Roy sound like a bunch so of I I just zoomed in and you can see the M three and a half stamped on it so definitely man era um, okay so keep that one you're telling me to keep that one yep right right to the scrap bin <laughs> so to answer your question Ben yes my wife and I on Sunday we went out uh, we got this little town close to us it's about 40 minutes away or so 45 minutes it's called Madison um, they got a whole bunch of antique stores and junk stores and whatever and so we went cruising just uh for a couple hours, and then um, I found two bluegrass beveled Michigans, which were awesome. Had to overpay for one, but it's it's got a really really nice stamp on it. And I got a, a Norland Hudson Bay the Voyager pattern, so it's a little one on a twelve inch handle. I got all like freaking of that dirt cheap. Uh, I was actually shocked how cheap it was. Um, and I got I don't know I think. Five or six axes um, total. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty good day. Um, just for just like you know, just fucking off for the afternoon. Um, now, um, you say a Michigan pattern. What is, is that? Like a felling axe, or is that just kind of an all-around farm axe? What is that? So the pattern, um, single bit, right? No, there's uh, a Michigan pattern can be single or double. It's just it's just no, the shape. It's whatever. just the shape of the axe. So uh, there's Michigan, Dayton, <coughs> Connecticut. There's Western. I mean, there's all sorts of patterns. In all patterns? 
Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I was falling asleep. I'm sorry. What's that? Are you talking about axes? Go ahead. Yep. Go, no, go ahead. That's all right. I'll, Chris, I'll go back to sleep. What do you like to talk about, Chris? I don't want to. I don't care. I'm just messing with you. Ben's like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's a felling gag. No, no there's, there's single bit axes and there's double bit axes, and that's pretty much it. Okay. And some are cooler than others. <laughs> Look at his face. He's so defeated. He's like, stupid fucking cowboy. <laughs> I can explain nothing. I I'm not even going to waste my breath on him. <laughs> I'm, I'm just surrounded by fucking idiots. And you call me a child. I mean, you guys are just fucking fools. Ben, ben you haven't bought anything in a while, have you? Usually, you, I haven't bought shit. You know, for a I while, bought some you, hammers a while back. Yeah. And that's it. You were you were texting me like every other day, like, what what should I do with this? How much is this worth? And now it's like nothing. Now you're in Hammerland. I, I have not. Hell, I pretty much just haven't left the ranch in months. Yeah. I mean, I just hadn't been anywhere. Right. So talk to so. me about this walnut laminate handle that you ripped off of me. <laughs> yeah, well, you say was, you, you say, inspired no, him, you Roy. Say ri- you say rip off, I say outdid. Just Holy fuck! Semantics. Come on, semantics. Come you on. Know, you know, it's no, that was a. Uh, so we had that basket stamp hammer that the lady and I did, and I figured gorgeous, she needed. By the way. Oh, it was badass! Thank you. And the thing about the piece of wood that walnut is, I had one random scrap of walnut and it was like three eighths of an inch thick and it wasn't even evenly cut i was like well i guess this is all i have this is what it's gonna be Mm -hmm. and once i sanded it it was just gorgeous yeah yeah it blew me away but i mean there's not hell there's not a whole lot to say about it just i made a laminate handle like roy of vintage axe works was it was it paduke so no, he just said it was walnut. Paducah was not Paducah so, from Kentucky. Paducah. So, so was it hickory on the the, the like the core? Hickory, of hickory? Yeah, the core core is hickory and like you know pretty well ideal straight grain. Right. Real right. real narrow layers. Uh-huh. Uh, that's about it. So, so it's damn sure going to be a user. Did you? But. Go ahead. So, so you said you you sanded the walnut. You didn't you didn't plane it. No, I didn't plane that shit. I didn't even sand it until after it was all glued together. <laughs> I, I cut it on. I cut it My on the man. I cut it on the bandsaw, and then I used this shit called wood glue, and I clamped <laughs> it together, and I made a handle out of it. Oh my god! Inspired by Vince <laughs> baby. But hey, inspired hey. by, but way less effort. <laughs> hey, if you want to put out substandard shit work, go right ahead. <laughs> I will, I, and I will, but it doesn't leave uh, the shop. Oh, uh, there we go. So, were there gaps and stuff where the wood? Nope. I mean, it. So, for the right for <laughs> anyone with that. for anyone listening, don't do what Ben just did. You need to have perfectly flat surfaces, ideally planed. Or jointed, or 
sanded on a no. on a flat drum sander, not an <laughs> orbital sand or anything like that. Because if no. you do it like if you do it like Ben did, it will delaminate over time because you didn't you, get a good. You need you need bigger D clamps. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> if you clamp it hard enough, it will okay. never get. Mm-hmm. What oh, kind of shit. what kind of wood glue do you use? Kind in the bottle. Oh my god! <laughs> what you use? Seriously, what you use? Uh, whatever, whatever was Ty- on sale. Taiwan <laughs> Ty- three, I think. Okay, that's good. The green Ty- three. Yeah, Taiwan yeah. three is good. That's hey, what I use for all mine. For somebody that doesn't work with wood ever, is the thing about uh, wood glue being stronger than the actual wood a true thing, or is that just like what people say? Yes, it is. Hundred percent. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the wood, the the glue penetrates the pores and it and it bonds the two together. So you can, it's basically can, like having it. It's impregnated with that glue along that seam. Yeah. So it's like you have a little run of stabilized wood in there. Correct. So it's so penetrating. I, true. It's penetrating and impregnating the wood mm-hmm. and making that, it as strong as possible. Yep. Man, yeah. right. yes. Gotcha. So, uh, whenever I was in Cabinet Mill, um, we actually did a, a bunch of Wait, tests. Wait, slow down. What did you say when I was in what? Cabinet and Mill, vocational school in high school. Um, oh, I didn't know so you So, we, just for like demonstration purposes, we'd, we'd uh, plane and join two, two boards, glue them together overnight, then come back and then break them over, you know, the corner of a table or something. And 100% of the time, it would not break on that glue joint. Interesting. Yeah, well, that's like that. why. Uh, that's why skateboard decks are laminated. Yeah. There you go. So Ben Snur, the big fucking skateboarder over here. So you used to, have to do that when you got welding certified too, like with the uh, swatches. Shit, mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Ben, yeah, your your steel had to um, your steel had to break before the weld did. Like my little, my little metal piece of cloth. I'm not calling that the right thing. Oh, it's been a long time since I've taken any certifications. I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody Nobody's cares. listening anyways. Nobody, all, all five of you. All right, so so I've got two questions. All right, so um, I want I want to get to the watch story. I don't know if we have time for it. Oh, shit. No, let's do it right now. Stop everything. All right, go. Yeah, I know the watch story, but the world doesn't know the watch story. Does the world Uh, know the watch story, Ben? The world doesn't know the watch story. Roy? So let me me preface this conversation, this story Uh, with, I was down at an ax meet, and this guy comes up to me and says, you know Ben Snewer, right? And I was like, yeah, unfortunately I do. And he was like, What's the story with the watch? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking Unfortunately, about. Unfortunately, <laughs> I do. <laughs> and Give me two minutes. Keep so, talking. Yeah, I go. So I said, I'll, I'll send him a text and see what he has to say. And so I text Ben and I go, dude, what's up with the fucking watch? And Ben responds back to me pretty quickly. He's like, I can't text. I'll just call you. So like 20 minutes later, Ben says, he gets me on the phone. Who the fuck's ask, asking about the fucking watch story? And I was like, some dude that says he knows you. And he was like, I don't fucking know anyone from down there. 
And I go, well, this dude says he knows you and he wants to know what you got for the watch. And I was like, what the fuck is what what's this story like? What is so significant about this watch story? Yeah, so, so I've I've actually heard this story, and for those of you listening, if you've listened to all this nonsense so far, this is getting ready to blow your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Snur with the watch story. Hit it. All right. I guess uh, five years ago, Pine was born on February 26th, same day as me. Three he weeks said, later. He, he said Pinecone for all the yeah, listeners. Your pine audio. Yeah. That's what he calls his daughter. Oh, I thought Pine that was Cone the son. Was born. No, the son, the boy's the Comanche. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Sorry, go. All right. All right. So three weeks later, my sister sends me a little like Facebook or email, something. She's like, hey, there's an estate sale in Clarendon. You ought to go to it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So I, Alex and I, she's still on maternity leave. We load up Pinecone. We go over to this deal. I start looking around. And I'm like, this is just a bunch of damn junk, and I kind of like it. And I find a post vice for $10. I find a double-ended crescent wrench, which is a crescent wrench with a wrench, crescent wrench on both sides, which I'm still really excited about. A perfect handle screwdriver, just kind of a bunch of random bullshit. I found a, I don't know, just some other bigger things that aren't worth anything, but I kind of wanted them, so I bought them. And so okay. we go home, and my dad, for some reason, was coming out that day, and he wants to go look around there, and I had to go get my pickup to bring some of this stuff back. So we go back, and it's just my dad and I. We load up all my bullshit. We get the post vice, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, as we're pulling out, I tell him, you know, they had some old cast iron toys inside, you know. They look pretty old, but I don't think they're real old because they had Phillips head screws. So he says, well, let's just go take a look at them anyways. We might see something. And so we go in, and I'm looking around, and on this one wall, there's a whole table full of disassembled watches in boxes, like individual boxes for each disassembled watch. So I'm picking through them, and I see one, and recognizable brand and i'm like ma'am how much is this she said everything on this wall is three dollars so i'm like well i'll take them all rolex well no i just said it says rolex i'm gonna buy it oh shit and all i think was you know maybe it could be fixed up maybe it could be sold for parts maybe it can go in the trash i don't know it's three bucks whatever so I buy this $3 watch, and my dad and I get in the truck, and the whole time we're leaving, he's like, I can't believe you just wasted three fucking dollars. <laughs> he just is acting like, he can be kind of a negative guy anyways, but he just is like, this is the dumbest purchase ever. So anyways, I'm get home, you know, I'm yeah. oohing and on over my double-ended crescent wrench, and I look at this watch, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. So I get on the internet. And I start looking around, and I find this vintage Rolex for them. And I put it on there, and all I'd say is, hey, I bought this watch. Do I try to fix it up? Try to sell so, it for parts? Hang on, so let me stop you right do there. do I Whenever throw you, it away? So when you say so, fix it up, like what kind of condition are we talking about? Is it missing stuff? Is it not working? Like, 
you keep saying fix I'm, it up. I, like, how bad is it? I mean, I I didn't know what it was missing. Like, you know, the case was there, the mechanism was there, the face is there. It's missing a couple of hands, but the bezel, like, you know, the, the bulk of the watch is there. Okay. There's no watch band, but that's not that big a deal. You can, you know, tie it on with a rubber band if you have to. Okay. Uh, but it's just, it's like I said, it's a disassembled watch. But okay. I don't, you know, I, I say fix it up. I don't, I'm just thinking, well, I bought a Rolex for three bucks. Maybe I can pay $500 and have a $503 Rolex. Five oh three, worst three dollars you've ever spent, <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, and so, anyways, I put it on this forum, and the first thing I get was, "Hey, I'll give you five thousand bucks for that." What? And I, at that point, I'm like, like, literally, that was your first message back. That literally, I will give you five thousand dollars for that. How quickly did they come back at you? Fifteen minutes. Jeez Louise, and you're thinking, ding, ding, I mean, ding, it, ding, I hit the lottery. Yeah, Jackpot. exactly, I hit the lottery. And so the next message I got was another guy saying, hey, man, you, I just want you to know you have something here. If I could afford to make you the right offer, I will do it, but I can't afford it. I know what? everybody in this vintage Rolex world, if you need any help or if the offer's legit or who it's from, just I'll help you out. But you have something here. Don't take the first offer. Okay, so this so is getting interesting. Get, it's getting interesting. And so this is all taking place at like 7 at night. Mm-hmm. By the time I went to bed, I think it was like the next, you know, I'd had a few other offers, and I think it was at like 15000 Oh, my God. And Jesus. then... <laughs> So the next day, Alex had run into Amarillo to go get groceries. Uh, my mom came came out because I'd been keeping my family apprised of what all has been going on in this whole deal. She was like, well, we're going over back over to that auction. And we're going to find us another Rolex. <laughs> oh, my God. So we go Smart over cow. there, and uh, I got Pinecone with us, and I'm sitting in the truck while she prowls around, and I get an email. And I don't know how this guy got my email, but he says, hey – I'll give you this pretty large chunk of money and I'll fly you to California to bring this watch to me. All right. And it was, I said 15,000 was the last offer. There was some more offers that were higher than that. And then finally the, the final offer was, was enough for me to say, I will see you tomorrow. So hang on, hang on. So you don't have to tell us the exact amount. You're not going to. I can see it in your fucking, your drunk eyeballs Bullshit. right now. He's going to tell us their exact <laughs> no, amount. Not. But, so he gives you this crazy offer, and he wants to fly your ugly ass out to California? He's, he's flying my, my little skinny ass out to California to bring it to him. Does he know uh, he that your face is mailed. full of fucking hair, and you need an extra seat for that fucking mustache? I don't know that I had a mustache at the time, but I also, my dad went with me. I was like, hey, dad, let's go to California. This oh fucker's going to pay for my. your flight, too. Hey, and hey he dad, did. let's you go got, to California. You, you got your guy. You got <laughs> this fucking guy to give you a kicker fucking fl- flight for your old man? Yeah. And so here's one of the funnier, funnier things about it. So I got this like little bundle of watch 
that is just the third most important thing to me in the world right at this minute. And we fly out there, and I'm like, where do you want to meet? And he's like, well, let's just meet at the bank. And I was like, well, let's meet at a police station, fucker. I think you're a <laughs> Oh, my I don't God. know you. But anyways, he tells me where his bank is, and we meet, and it's directly across the street from a police station. But I'm expecting, right. you know, some baller dude to get out of a Rolls Royce or something. No, it's this little Asian guy that gets out of a yellow FJ cruiser, and he's got mustard on his face. <laughs> and so we can't I take his hand. The I fucking mustard. God. How can you not forget the mustard? So I tell you know I get out, I get out, and I shake his hand. I introduce him to his, to my dad, and I politely, you know, say, "Hey, you got mustard on your face." Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And he just laughs it off. And so the entire time we go into the bank, we do all of this. He never wipes the mustard off his face. How can you not forget that? Jesus. He probably thought you were messing with him. Oh, my God. I mean, what kind of joke joke is that, though? That's what something court would say. So he goes into the mustard on your face. Goes into the bank. He gets you. Well, so he goes into the bank. And he's like, well, do you want it? Do you want this in cash? And I was like, no, I don't want to fly with that in cash. He's like, all right, I need, need to make a deposit. And he pulls out 15 grand in ones, or it, not in ones, but what? just in dollar bills. Oh, yeah, he, he didn't pull out from a the strip case. joint. That's- <laughs> no, he didn't pull out a he, he pulls it out in dollar bills, and he's like, well, I need to put, deposit this before I can. we can do the wire transfer. But it Damn. was just... He came prepared with a suitcase, yeah. locked to his wrist with fucking diamonds going down it. And no, he's going to hand you a briefcase. This is a fellow. No, this is a fellow that drives an FJ Cruiser and it won't wipe the mustard on his face. He pulled it out of his jacket pocket. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> he's not the he's not the briefcase so, handcuff no, type of guy. He, so he's got a briefcase then, studded in the, diamonds. You don't have to disclose the dollar amount, but since then, have you, well, I guess shortly after that, did you look up and see what those watches were like? You worth? know, once, once I started getting offers, I looked it up and they're like, you know, in pristine conditions, like quarter million bucks. Jesus. What, whoa, 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 whoa. A fucking watch is worth yeah. $250,000. Do you, did you did you know a year on it, Ben? Like when it was made or whatever? The 1964 GMT Master with Bakelite bezel, and it was radioactive. You know everything about it. I know. Like, uh, why yeah, wouldn't I? That's how I bought oh, my man. house. That's the end of the story. I was I was trying to do the damn research on it. Yeah. Uh, because I was, and I, I talked to a couple of other guys, and they were like, you know, yeah, you could fix it, and you might be able to sell it at, you know, this watch for like a hundred thousand dollars, but Jesus it's gonna, because it wasn't meant, but it would have cost, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars to get it fixed, and it would have taken, he's, you know, everybody said it would, it would have taken years to track down all the correct parts. Wow. To go on this one. Holy shit. What a freaking score, man. Oh, it was, you know, and that's the thing is it was one of those deals. Like you said, we hit the lottery. We had just had a kid. We had hospital bills. Awesome. We had the yeah. lady's student loan to get paid off. We had a vehicle payment that we got rid of. Uh, Couldn't have happened was, to a better guy. 
That is maybe record. I'm glad this is recorded. <laughs> it's the nicest oh, thing he's ever said. He's Couldn't n- have never said anything. Never said anything nice. Not nothing that I've ever told you. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just a hell of a. And I mean, all this happened in like four days. This was all Jesus. real quick. So that is like, insane. So do you have any regrets about it? Um, I mean, fuck no. So some okay, that's fa- that's fair. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no. You mean like no, I mean, out, you mean like could he have held yeah. out and got more money? Yeah. No. And what's crazy is that was the last offer. I did not receive another offer, and I don't know if he went on the internet and said, "Hey boys, I bought this." Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. uh, but that was the last offer I got. That's crazy. Not so, a single single one after. So whenever you say you went onto these forms, um, is there did you like create an account to go yeah. on like so we could potentially find that thread? That thread. Yes. Really? Jesus yep. Christ, Roy. <laughs> what was your what was your what was your handle name? Like Mr. Mustache <laughs> Macho Man? <laughs> <laughs> so XO69, bro. Oh Jesus Christ. It, it yeah, was I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> it's too embarrassing. It, it's it, too it, embarrassing. It, it, it was probably fucking Mr. Mustache and his assless chaps. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was Christ. it. <laughs> so wow. But, uh, so like, Boy, what's the most expensive axe you've ever found? Uh, dollar value that it was worth, like street value that, um, I don't know, like, I don't fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. Like just for the head? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, an axe doesn't it can't compare it to a fucking Rolex, apparently. I mean, no, no, no. I was just curious. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> well, clearly, yeah. But no, yeah. that's cool. There you go, boys. There you go, boys and girls. Get out there and get out there and go look in estate sales. And man, that's funny that uh, like, I didn't think about this, but when me and you we went and got a burrito for breakfast one morning, and you were like, "There's an estate sale," and and I, I think this was prior to me knowing this story. Now I know why we had to stop <laughs> and go dig through our shit because you gotta go. Was. You never know where you're gonna find shit. Yeah, I mean, so, hell, and go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish it. Well, I was going to say, hell, I found a number of post vices here in Clarendon. And Clarendon's small. Yeah. But I found a number of post vices. I bought a blacksmith shop, uh, bought that Rolex. I got a double ended crescent wrench, which is pretty badass. Roy, Roy, <laughs> he, buys, he buys a blacksmith shop, calls me. Ask me what exactly he should price everything for, and doesn't offer to sell me any of it. Yeah, he's smart. You didn't. You I didn't set, want any I of set it. all the prices for him, and then he sells it all, makes a ton of money, and then doesn't offer to sell me one, one freaking tool. All so, you say you is, I will buy that, and I would have given it to you for anything. Less than what I was selling it for. You know how many tools I've shipped to Ben Snur that he says I want that, and I'm like, bam, it's yours. Bam, one. it's yours. He's holding no, up one finger. Two. Two. So two doesn't sound like you know how many? No, three. Like yeah. Three. I'm getting ready to send Whoa. you another package. So that doesn't okay. count. You but said that in, t- in the past re- tense. I haven't received it yet. Guess yeah, how many exactly. tools guess how many tools he sent me? 
<laughs> big old goose egg. <laughs> big old goose egg. <laughs> That's all right. But oh, I tried yeah. feeding you steak, which you apparently oh, got here. Like. I eat steak. Texture. I eat yeah. steak. Tube and steak, ate, you motherfucker. When forced. <laughs> and then what did we have the second night? We had uh, Alex asked me, she said, do you like. Was it Indian food? Lemon, lemon curry chicken. And I was like. I want to throw up in my fucking mouth right now. Oh but my yes, God. I love lemon curry chicken. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> and I ate every single bit of that shit. There you go. Curry in a hurry, motherfucker. Yup. <laughs> Next time Chris comes to visit, we're eating chicken nuggets. Every, yeah. every oh, meal. Because chicken nuggets. that shit. He's a child. Shit. I don't eat so, fast food shit like that. This <laughs> from the guy who says he won't, you know, who, who, who eats cereal? Hey, <laughs> Lucky Charms and Fruit Loops over here. I, dude, I eat. I love Lucky uh, Charms. <laughs> You're another man child, though. I expect nothing less from you. Yep. I eat organic granola in the morning. I have Lucky Charms and a in a ice cold chocolate milk every morning. <laughs> so, I last eat question: granola and drink IPAs. Jesus Christ, we talk shit on hipsters drinking <laughs> seltzers. So, last question: Do you ever just fucking like get like stick it to your dad? Like best three dollars I ever fucking spent in my whole life. There's no need. There's no need? <laughs> There's just no need. No. He gets it. He gets it. Yeah, he knows. Uh, yeah, he knows. There's just no need. All right, that's fine. He and I, he and I got a good enough relationship. There's no point in rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up. I think this is a wrap. You want to do a little shout? I want to do a shout out. Yeah, we're gonna do shout outs. Yeah, let's do it. Hang Let me on. Find it. Let we're me find cut. a shout out. Cut right. No, I'm not cutting fucking anything. You're American. This. I'm not cutting. Yeah. Amer- American Wastelander. Okay, his name's James. He's a knife guy. I know Iowa. that guy. I talk yeah. to him every once in a while. Do you really? Yeah. Why would he yeah. talk to you? I don't understand. Good question. It's a good freaking question. Seriously, why does he talk to you? Why, why, would, you, why would you talk, why would you talk to you? What am I going to do? Pull up my DMs? Jesus but why Christ. would he talk to you? There's no reason to talk to you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, American Wastelander um, does really, really cool, um, kind of rustic, bushcrafty-ish. I, don't, I, I hate even saying that word, uh, but very rustic. You're good at it. You say it all Lo- the fucking time. Lots of textures and everything. Um, <laughs> I really like his work. Uh, one of the, one of those guys that is underappreciated and undervalued, and he needs some attention thrown his way. So American wastelander, American. What a co- that's kind of a that's kind of a cool name too. No, American I love the name. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's no Mount underscore Phillips underscore. Oh my underscore, god! <laughs> underscore underscore. Fuck You're the underscore the champion, that's you it. idiot. American wastelander James Fleming. Go check him out. Yeah, he's super cool. What do you got, Ben? I got something. <laughs> Silence. That's how he was falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, I know that. No. <clears throat> I just am trying to decide whether I want to do it. All right. So there's an It's Instagram not that hard, dude. That Come is on. not Maker, has okay. nothing 
who is making. Let's hear it. M. Oh, Bonython. Wait, stop. Say that again. What? You, you, you disappeared for a minute. Did I really? Yep, go yeah. ahead. Tim Tim Bonython Swell Chasers. Okay. It is all big wave surfing, and I you would never think that a guy like me would just be <laughs> infatuated with did surfing. Say, did you Dude. say Bony Thong? Yeah. Is that on? No G. You like bony thongs? What? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your audio yep. is cutting out no just enough to make it's... it sound like you're saying bony thongs. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we're going to start this from the beginning, and me and Roy are going to mute our mics. Ben Snurry, you got the floor. Go, motherfucker, go. Bony thongs. <laughs> He's just sitting there laughing. He's dying. He's dying. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Any day now, motherfucker head. Come on, go. Tim Bony Thon Swell Chasers. It's all big wave surfing. It's the outset. Oh, is it still it's doing it? It's Tim Bony Thon Swell Chasers. Put that in there, too. Put all that right. in there, too. Tim. All right. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible! Oh shout my out. God! Now, <sighs> just pure entertainment. Big wave surfing is one of the coolest things. So, and and this guy is a hell of a film filmer of it. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. The photography is amazing. So, for for all of you out there listening, it's Tim underscore Bonnie Thawn. Underscore swell chasers. There that you go. sounded perfect. <laughs> exactly. Why couldn't I say that? You're fucking drunk, you idiot. God, <laughs> He's not drunk. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. So, does this tie into whenever you said, uh, were you talking to me, Chris, or was what? this on full blast when you said, a lot of people don't know this about Ben, but he's like a real super nerd. Oh, there's oh, a no. lot. No, there's no, no. There's a lot. We're no, not, no, no. That could That's be a not whole it. other episode. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my... That was, it has when nothing I, to do with that, and we can't get into it now. So, <laughs> when, I, out of time. <laughs> when I said there are two things I want to ask yeah. about the watch, and then yep. I was going to ask about him being a total okay, nerd. Okay, that's a whole nother. Nope, that's going to be an hour-long episode. I have <laughs> Pat, Quinn, Pat Quinn and Dan. I'm sorry, Dan, if I butcher your last name. It's Neville, I think, from the Center for Metal Arts. Uh, go check out the Center for Metal Arts instagram page go check out their program their teaching program everything they're doing pat and dan are here for the community and they are trying to make better blacksmiths every single day with every program they do and every class they do and they're super generous with their time and yeah pat and pat is at handforged nvt dan is at neville forge and then center for metal arts so yeah just go check out the center for metal arts guys and I think that's uh, about it. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode. Once again. Horny Toad Forge. <laughs> <laughs> you are drunk. <laughs> I'm a self-promoter, dude. We would like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Red Label Abrasives. You can go check them out at redlabelabrasives.com or on Instagram at red.label.abrasives. 
They are amazing. They're giving you a 15% off your order right now. Head on over to their website, subscribe to their newsletter, or leave a review if you've tried their product before. You can do it every single time you order to receive 15% off of Red Label Abrasives. From myself, Chris at Mount Phillip Metal Works, Roy Scott from Vintage Axe Works, and Ben Snoor. That's a wrap on the Action Arms Podcast.